The Kutusich is Chelek Tazayin Ve'er Gimel Ilinishmis Tav Yesef Ben Yamin Ben Ben Nasha Kaltman. What is the role of Moshe Rabbeinu when being sent by the Abishter with Aaron to go to Paray or to go to Mitzrayim? Moshe Rabbeinu is a Kvad Peh. He has a speech impediment. So what exactly is he doing? And especially according to the Yena Shaltera, we're going to uncover the significance and the importance of Moshe Rabbeinu, not just in Mitzrayim, but Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. As a response to, the, to Moshe's claim to Hashem in this week's parasha, that I am, I, my lips are sealed, my lips are closed. How will Pare listen to me? That Hashem says to Moshe, See, I have made you into a master, into an authority over Paroi. And Aaron, your brother, will be your spokesman. You will speak everything that I command you. And Aaron is going to speak to Paroi. This is what the Pasuk says. And just for the sake of the context, as we will see later in the Sikha, this is not the first time that this discussion has come up. But again, in this week's parsha, towards the beginning, uh, Moshe and Aaron are sent to Paroi, that it's time to let the Yidin go. And Moshe says, how can I speak to Paroi? I'm an Aral Sfasayim. And Abishter answers, you're going with Aaron. Aaron Sarashi quotes the first two words of this second Pasuk, Ata Sadaber. What is Mefarish and explains? Ata Sadaber, you will speak, Bab Achas, One time, every time you get a Shlichus, a mission from me, you will repeat it one time to Paroi, as you heard it from me, from my mouth, from the Yebishter. And then Aaron, your brother, will translate it or will interpret it and will make it palatable, will explain it in the ears of Parai. So from this, from the way Rashi says this, it implies that Rashi does not mean to say that the Pasik is telling us that Aaron that Moshe would speak to Aaron and Aaron would speak to Parai. Why would I think that? Because earlier, when Aaron, when Moshe and Aaron were sent to the Yidin, that's exactly what happened. Moshe spoke to Aaron, and Aaron spoke to the Yidin. Like earlier in Parshas Shmois, after Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem that he was kvad peh, it was heavy or difficult in the mouth and difficult in the tongue, and therefore he said shlach nabiatishlach send and some send someone else. That you want to send. So said, You will speak to him to Aaron. And he, Aaron, will speak for you to the people. So I might think that the same thing over here when, when they're being sent to Paroi, that Moshe is going to speak to Aaron and Aaron is going to say it to Paroi. But from the way Rashi says, You're going to say it over. Everything as you heard it from me implies that he wasn't speaking just to Aaron. 
Also, Moshe has to speak to Pari. Under Chilik, Zwischen Moshe, they were in Aaron, is not in them. But Moshe, Gedav, Reden, Blois, Pam, Achas. The difference between Moshe and Aaron is that Moshe only says that once. And Aaron has to Gedav, Mamlid, Zayn, and Matim, Zayn, Boaz, Nepari. And then Aaron has to take that, those words and explain it. And... Uh, and make it make sense, and to convince him that he should send the Yidden from his land. And this is why Rashi adds the words Ba'ozne in the ears of Pari. Even though the word Ba'ozne is not from the Pasik, and she says, in the ears of Pari. But thus, main Vidash attached and on him, Parsis of Yigash, Dovor Boosne Adoni, the beginning of Parsis of Yigash of Yigash, Shail of Yudav Yemer Biadoni, Yedaber no Abdacha, Dovor Boosne Adoni, let your servant speak words or into the ears. So Rashi says, Yikonsu Dvare Boosnecha, may my words penetrate into your ears. So again, Aaron's job was for it to impact Pari, that it should convince him, penetrate into his ears. Moshe's job was just to say it the once. Now, what's the Hechrich? Watch Rashi's proof that, our, that Moshe is speaking to Pari as well. The Hechrich to learn as Adas Adabra from Moshe means to Pari when needs to Aaron. The Anders we decided in Pasha Shmoy's canal, which means we're changing the order of how it was in Pasha Shmoy's, where Moshe spoke to Aaron and Aaron spoke to the Yidin. And several of the commentators also understand this Pasik in the same way that Moshe would speak to Aaron and Aaron would speak to Pare. Why does how does Rashi know that here is not like that? It's for two reasons. The Pasuk right before this, which the Rebbe quoted in the first paragraph, is Aaron will be your spokesperson. Why is the Pasuk repeating it? That you're going to speak and then Aaron's going to speak. Obviously, something is being introduced here that wasn't understood from the first Pasuk. Aaron's being the spokesperson is known already. The fact that he says Ata Sedaber is because he wants to tell us something new, something different. Obviously, that Moshe is speaking to Pari as well. Base, a state of Fedish and Pasuk, Friar, hey, Mamedabrim, El Pari, Vigamer. Also, a few Psukim earlier in this Parsha, it says about Moshe and Aaron, they are the ones who speak or, or who spoke to Pari, Azich Moshe Dagarat to Pari, which says, it says it in plural, they are speaking to Pari. The Riber learned Rasha, therefore Rashi learns. As the Pasik Atas and Abba Gamer comes Zogin as Eich Meshes Loredin Supari, Ober Erzalustan or Pamachas, Lanachicha Yamlitsan of Yatimeno. So obviously, Rashi, the Rashi understands that also Meshes is going to speak to Pari, and it's just that Meshes will speak uh, uh, just the once, and Aaron is going to elaborate. So, Sif Aleph is telling us that the way Rashi understands this Pasik is that. The Abishter is saying to Moshe and Aaron, or to Moshe, that Moshe is going to speak to Paroi, but, but he's going to speak briefly, uh, or, or I should rephrase that he's going to speak the once, because he's an Aral Sosai, and Aaron is going to elaborate Yam Litsenu Vyati Menu. So in Sif Beis, we're going to ask a question to understand what is the Chiddush of this Pasuk. And we're going to bring out that also in Parashat Shmois, Although when Moshe goes, Moshe Aaron goes to the Yidden, Moshe speaks to Aaron and Aaron speaks to the Yidden. But in Parsha Shmois, Moshe also goes to Pari. And Moshe obviously does the same thing. Moshe speaks 
briefly, and Aaron elaborates. So why over here, all of a sudden, does the Pasuk need to tell us the Seder that Moshe is speaking briefly and Aaron is speaking more elaborately? After Moshe and Aaron gathered the Yidin and spoke to the Yidin, it says, Well, Pare and came and they spoke to Pare and they said, from the God of the Hebrews wants you to send the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. There's also in the plural, which makes it obvious that also they're both of them, both Moshe and Aaron spoke to Pare. Especially since there's a change in the in the wording that when the when when they speak to the Yidin, it says that Aaron spoke to the Yidin. When they speak to Pare, it says Vayemru, and they spoke in the plural. Makes sense to say as a Yismeshus Gana Kvat Peo Kvat Loshen since Mesha had a speech impediment. But my time was the Abishter Masking Gana's Anna Yilacholope, which is why the Abishter agreed that Aaron should be his mouth his to speak for him. Hotter need to get at Barichus, but Pratis will come upon him. It's obvious, it's understood the Mesha didn't speak at length and in detail and repeat himself numerous times. Rather, he said the main points and that which was necessary and then he relied on Aaron as Ervet Matim day that he will explain his words which is very very similar to as it was commanded in this week's parasha so since when they went to Parai first of all we know they spoke to Parai because that's what the Pasuk says and we also understand that Mesha was obviously going to speak more briefly and, Parai, and Aaron was going to speak more at length this is the question. If it's necessary to address this, to explain this, that Moshe speaks just the once and Aaron is explaining it, then the Pasik should have explained this the first time Moshe and Aaron go to Pari. And if it's self understood, if it's self understood, when they went both together, Moshe speaks briefly and Aaron explains his words. For us, the first of the Pasuk Mephadah Zain Dodd, then why does the Pasuk have to explain it here? It would have sufficed to say that Moshe should take Aaron with him. Similar. To that which Rashi tells us, and the Pasuk says earlier on, when it says that these the Abisha spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, so Rashi says the fish Omar because Moshe said, My lips are sealed. So the Abishta had Aaron join him. So once we know that Aaron is there, the rest is self-understood. So if it's not self-understood, then why doesn't the Pasuk tell it us the Pasha Shmais? And if it's self-understood, why does the Pasuk tell it to us here? Second question. This is a much bigger question. Why does this conversation even start in this parasha? Didn't they discuss this already? Didn't Moshe already say to, Pari, to, to Hashem, Kvad peo, kvad Why is Moshe reopening the same conversation? What is this, what is this complaint? What is this claim? He already discussed this with the Abishter. And maybe he responded, Aaron is going to speak for you. Why does he come again with seemingly the same claim? Conversely, if there is something new that Moshe is introducing, 
which is why he's bringing it up again. And therefore the fact that iron is going to be his mouth, which he was told that in Parashat Shmois, does not suffice anymore. And he says, I need help or I can't do this. Then how does this how does this claim of Maisha get answered with the fact that Aaron is going to speak for you? Which is similarly the same thing as which was in Parsha Shmeis. So again, why is Maisha bringing this up now? And if he's bringing this up now, then what's the Abishah's answer? So this is what we have to understand. Number one, why is the Seder? The order in which the way this was, which the way Moshe and Aaron presented to Pare, why is it not explained in Parshas Shmois, or why is it explained in Parshas Vaera? And number two, why Bukhlal is Moshe even having this discussion with the Abishter about his challenges in his speech? Now, in Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is going to introduce the answer of the Mefarshim on the second question that the Chiddush. Now is that Moshe has to speak to Paroi, which is different than speaking to the Yidin. And again, the Rebbe, and, and the Rebbe is going to refute this answer with two reasons. Parshim explained that earlier on in Parshim, the emphasis over there was on speaking to the people, to the Yidin. And here he is being told to go to Paray. And the once again brings up the claim that I my lips are sealed. And Nebuchadnezzar tells him that also when you go to Paray, Aaron will go with you. In other words, the change that is happening here is that he's speaking to a different audience. And therefore, Moshe has to clarify with the Hebish there that also here, Aaron's going to come with him. But this question is difficult. This answer is difficult to say. Already in the very beginning, when the Hebish there just begins to speak to Moshe about going to and uh, becoming his Shliach, both shlichus and both tasks are mentioned. Number one, he says, Go, I'm sorry. Go gather the elders of the Yidin. And then, uh, a little bit later, I'm going to send you to Pari. Is there fun move As the tshuva von Ebrishen hu yiyilach so it's understood that since after that, Moshe says, and the Abishter answers, that Aaron will speak for you. Obviously, this is referring to both Shlichesen that he was already given. More importantly, when you go back to Mitzrayim, see all the miracles that I've showed you, and you will do them in front of Pari, and you will speak to Pari. Not only did Moshe have both Shlichesin, this is not the first time Moshe is going to Pari, which is similar to the question. This is not the first time I should go into Pari Muslim Zagin as Erat Anginum and as Chach Dovet Eicher Vet Eicher Muslim Eden Supari Vamarita need to be by Dibur to Dibne Stelvarna Lena to Zegiret. When that's in Kerabit Nemanai on the path, obviously, if Mesha doesn't doesn't bring it up 
when he's told to go to Pare in Parsha Shmois, here clearly he understood that he's going to speak to Pare, not this, not follow the system of when they spoke to the Yidin, where he spoke just to Aaron, and Aaron spoke to the Yidin, and nevertheless he understood already that Aaron's going to come with him as his mouthpiece, as his spokesperson, and... And therefore, when it says el paroi, Moshe didn't say kvat peo, kvat So therefore, why all of a sudden over here, when it's really already the next, the second shlichus to paroi, does Moshe yes bring it up? So this, this to say that he brings it up now because he's going to paroi is not a good answer. So these are our two questions. The question number one. Question number one is, look at that. Why does the Parsha Sva'eda have to bring up something that was already discussed in Parsha Shmois? And if it has to bring it up in Parsha Sva'eda, why not already mention it in Shmois? And question two is, why does Moshe Rabbeinu rediscuss this with the Ebishter after the Ebishter seemingly already solved this issue in Parsha Shmois? Before we go to the Beer, we're going to focus on a number of nuances in Rashi. Rashi, in addition to these, to these general understandings, Lack of understanding, there are a number of nuances in the words of Rashi. Umayyam Alice is moving as Meshach Gerat Betzim to Mubikitzer. It's understood already that Meshach spoke briefly and concisely. Aaron elaborated and explained. What is the proof? What is the reason and the proof to say that Meshach would speak Pam Achas one time and not more than that? She says, Why Pamachas? Why does the word, is the word Shlichus used? It would have been more seemingly Abish just commanding Maisha to go do, do something or say something. So each time he sends him, it's called a tzivoy, a command. Why does Rashi use the word Shlichus? Gimel called Shlichus, or Shlichus, Kefisha Shematim, Shlichus, as you heard it from my mouth. This is seemingly a, 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 a superfluous. Would Moshe say something that he did not hear from from the Ebishter? As you heard it from my mouth, why is that necessary? Why does she have a, a, a two expressions interpreted and explain it? Seemingly they are just repetitive. Today we're going to go to the beer. Explanation of everything. The explanation of everything is going to be found founded upon the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu changes the words of his of his taina to Moshe to Eibishter. In Parshas Shmois he says kvad pe ukvad which literally means I'm heavy of mouth and heavy of tongue, or difficult in my mouth and difficult in my tongue. And in this week's parsha, in Parshas Vaera, he says aral tzvasayim, my lips are sealed. Based on that. We're going to see that Moshe is saying something different, and it's going to answer all of our questions. To explain all of this, we'll first have to introduce the fact and explain that Moshe changes something here from his earlier taina. And here he uses the words, 
Especially according to Rashi, that it wasn't just a change in words, but it was a change in the meaning of what he was saying. And the words Rashi says, I speak with difficulty. He's still able to speak, but it comes to him, his speech is with difficulty. When it comes to Aral Svasayim, Rashi says his lips are sealed. Literally means stuffed. What stuffed means to say? Sealed shut. It's a total impediment, a total blockage to his being able to speak. And this explains what Moshe is saying in the second time. Earlier he's telling the Ebishter, He's able to speak, but it's very difficult. And therefore it would suffice to take Aaron along. And he would be able to elaborate and explain that which Pari, which Moshe is going to speak concisely to Pari. Now he comes to a new realization. Not only that he could speak, but with difficulty, I am a Ralph Asaim. Sein Reden is nit nor nit bekalos, nor in ganzen nit meglach. That not only does his speech not come easily, his speech is not passable. Kilo ervolt given autum as if he was totally mute. And therefore, there's no room for him, there's no reason for him to go to Paroi because he can't speak. On the contrary, if he goes into Paroi, not only will it not bring a benefit, it'll be a detriment because. Pare might interpret his silence as an acceptance, as an agreement. He's going to say, let's make the work more difficult. And Moshe is going to stand there silently because he can't speak. And Pare will say, obviously, he agrees with me. Not only is it a commandment, you should speak. This is also a promise. You will be able to speak. Even though he is, his, lips are stuff, his lips are sealed. is going to give him the ability to speak. So we already have two chidushim, so to speak. Number one, that Ani Aras Vasayim, Moshe's claim over here is that he cannot speak at all. And Ato Sedaber is not a commandment, it's not solely a commandment, it is also a haftacha, a promise. And now we're going to answer one of our questions that actually uses the word shlichis and not sivoy. So Matgisana Dos was Mesha Hot. To explain that the fact that Moshe was able to speak was not from his own strength. It's because he went as a shliach, as a mess, as an agent of the Abishter. This gave him the power and the ability to speak. And this is actually seen, and therefore this continues. 
from what Rashi explained earlier, Ani Hashem Kedai Ani Shlichusi, I am worthy to send you, and that you should fulfill the words of my shlichus. As his ginuk was, das was Ani is there Meshaleach. The fact that Ani, I the Avishter, I am sending you bichtei to kenan mekayims and divrei shlichusi that you should be able to fulfill the words of my shlichus. Al nechzeben again to add some ibrik abezagin divrei shlichus, which can then be applied to the very transmission of the words of the shlichus. You will be able to do it because Ani the Avishter is your Meshaleach. So now let's continue in Rashi. So, so now we understand what Moshe is saying. Moshe is saying, I can't speak. I can't, I can't get any words out. So David just says, Adesadabu, you will be able to get words out. Why? Because you're my shliach. I'm giving you the kayach to do so. And that's what Rashi uses the word shlichus. Now we can understand all of these nuances in Rashi and why Rashi elaborates the way he does. Pam achas one time. Every mission. As you heard it from my mouth. The purpose of Moshe's going was not to convince Paray through explanations and reasonings. Rather, his shlichus was to give over, to convey the shlichus of the Ebishter. Moshe is given the shliach Hashem was the shliach of the Ebishter that spoke to Paray in the place of and therefore with the power vested in him by his Mishaleach, the Abishter, his sender. All Moshe does is to repeat verbatim that which the Mishaleach told him to say. Without any repetition. He needs to say it just once. Just like the Abishter said it to him the one time, he has to say it one time because all he's doing is representing the Abishter. And you say it over as you heard it from my mouth. Exactly verbatim as he heard it from the Abishter. Moshe Rabbeinu is being sent to speak to Parai as if Hashem was in the room. And therefore, he does exactly what Hashem does. Hashem said it once, he said it once. Hashem said these words, he says exactly these words. We're still in the Rashi. But to understand the next words of Rashi, we have to realize that a question immediately is raised. They're deeper from Abish and Sumesh. The Abish just speaks to Meshach Rabbeinu in Kedush in the holy tongue. So if Moshe is repeating verbatim to Parai, Moshe is speaking in Hebrew. Is it move on? Rashi already in told us that Rashi did not recognize. He didn't understand Loshan Kedesh. This is when Yosef wants to Yosef wants to go bury Yaakov in Eretz Yisrael. He says, "Avi Hishbiyani Leimer." The father made me made a shvua, and he tells Parai that if you don't let me go, I'm going to reveal the and break the shvua that I made to you. That I won't reveal the fact that I know a language that you don't know because. Both Moshe and Pari, both Yosef and Pari spoke 70 languages. But Yosef also spoke Lashon Kedesh, so he knew one language that Pari didn't know. And Rashi explains this all in Pari's Vayichi, so that, so we see that Pari did not know the language of Lashon Kedesh. So how is Pari supposed to understand what he's saying? If Moshe is just repeating verbatim that which the Abish just spoke to him, then how does it help anyone? 
This is why there's a kefil alosh. One of our questions was, why does this Rashi give us two two words? Therefore, but now we understand that Rashi is telling us two things. Yamlitsenu could mean interpret, which is like to explain, but Yamlitsenu could also mean to translate from one language to another language. Again, the Rebbe, as he so often does, wants to make sure that the Ben Islamikra knows what, he, what Rashi is trying to say. So there's a precedent. Whenever there's a precedent, it helps for the future. So the, the word Melitza or Melitz was already brought up in Parshas Miketz. That the brothers didn't know that Yosef understands them because there was a Melitz between them. Says it When the brothers of Yosef would speak to Yosef, there was an, an, a translator between them. Understood both the language of the Hebrews and the language of the Egyptians. And he would translate their words. So we see that Melitz is not just about explaining, but it's also about uh, a translating from one language to another. Aaron had a dual role. Number one, to translate literally the words of Moshe from Lashon Kedesh into the language the power you can understand. To explain it. To explain and to uh, uh, um, give reasonings to for the for the meaning of the words of Moshe, in a way that they should be accepted and penetrate into the ears of Pari. Let's hold for a second here. So now all of our questions are answered. Why doesn't he bring up the Seder and Parsha Shmois? Because Moshe and Parsha Shmois didn't say any else for sight. So it wasn't necessary to give any response. Once Moshe Reino says, That's why Moshe Reino, what's the Chiddush of this Taina? Because Moshe realized that he's much more than Kfat Peo, Kfat Lashen. He, he can't say anything. And therefore comes out to Sadabit. David is giving him the, the Aftacha that he's going to be able to speak because he's coming in the Shlichas of Paray. And therefore, what Moshe, Hashem is telling Moshe is, I don't need you to convince Paray. I need you to represent me. Come in and speak for me. And then Aaron will do the convincing. And that's why he only spoke once. And that's why he was Kifisha Shemaitim Epi. That's why he uses the word Shlichas. Because it's because Moshe was the Shliach of Hashem that gave him the Kayach to speak. And that's why Hashem says, Litzen of Yatimenu. Because since Moshe Rabbeinu was saying exactly what the Hebrews just spoke, it's in Lashon Kedesh. Therefore, Aaron has to first translate it before he could debate with Paray and convince Paray and explain to Paray what is happening. In Siv Zayin, the Rebbe is going to introduce another question. That really wasn't addressed yet, and going to give an answer from the Pasik. And Siv Zayin is going to lead us into this magnificent Yena Shaltaira. If Pari doesn't understand, anyways, what Moshe is saying, and Aaron is translating it, then what's the purpose of Moshe saying it? And especially since the fact that Moshe couldn't really speak, and the Avis had to give him a special ability to be able to speak, despite the fact that naturally he couldn't do so. So obviously, Moshe's speech is very, very important. Why? If Pari doesn't even understand him, he's the beer. 
This whole this this uh, uh, these two psukim, but Meisha thinking he can't speak, and Hashem telling him that he will be able to speak is coming in continuation to what it said in the previous pasuk. See, I have made you into an authority, into a master over Pari. Says Rashi, Shafit, a judge, Vereide, and an enforcer, Liridaisai to enforce it, Bemakis, Vyasurim, with plagues and with Yasurim, with, with suffering. Moshe's role in speaking to Pare was not to explain himself with words of reason. That was Aaron's job. Nor im zu scheifet sein in an Eifen wie Reide, but das is der Deisiv Makis wie Sudim. Moshe's job is to judge Pare and to enforce Pare in a way of enforcing it with Makis, with striking him, or with plagues and with suffering. That's what David's just telling, telling Pare and telling Moshe in the previous Pasik. Your job is to punish Pare. To enforce, even with harshness, with difficult things, that Pare should do what he's supposed to do. And that's what's happening now with the Atas Adaber. Moshe has to tell Pare, send my people. With a harshness, with a sternness. And show anger to him. That just from the way Moshe speaks. And from the expression on his face. Bishasmaisa as he says it, Vikulu. So Pari Farshtaina does his kosha, his parish should understand that this is harshness, this is serious business. But Dugmi for Makis Vyasudim similar to plagues and suffering. And that's why Moshe goes to Pari. Not just to say the words, but to show Moshe, to show Pari that this is serious business. Pari will see what Moshe is saying without even understanding what Moshe is saying. Pari will understand that this is kosha, that this is serious business. So now we so now we understand this entire concept, this entire a few psukim. Moshe comes to Abishter and he says, Abishter, I, I, I can't I can't get the words out. You, there's nothing I can do for you. And Abishter says to him, You're gonna speak because you're my shliach. And therefore I want you to go to Parai and represent me. Aaron will do the explanations, Aaron will do the translations, Aaron will will do the convincing. But before Aaron could do the convincing, Pari has to know that we're talking serious business. So you have to come to Pari, you have to speak to him as my shliach with all of the sternness and all of the, the severity that's necessary. Aaron will then go and do the explanations. And from there, we'll be fine. Now let's go to the Yenish Oteira. Yenish Oteira is going to begin by focusing on the Pasek, which is this Pasek that we just introduced in Siv Zayin. And then we're going to apply it back to our Rashi, Kefi Pamachas, Etc. Here's the initial teda, the wine of teda, the depth, the third dimension of this Rashi. In the meaning of this idea, a judge and an enforcer to punish him, to force him with makis and yisurim, with plagues, with striking him, beating when the negative forces, when the forces of evil are in their strongest form, which comes from when they're able to, to uh, 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 glean or take sustenance from Kedusha, 
Even a tzaddik does not have the strength to knock them down and to break them. Similar to the Gemara in Brachis. If you see a Rasha, that literally means that the, the time is smiling upon him, which is an expression for saying he's in his moment of success. Don't incite him. Don't start up with the Rasha in the middle of his success moment. Because if the Rasha is successful, it means that the Klippis are, are in their strongest form, and even a Tzaddik cannot take them down. It's only within the ability of the Abishter himself, who is omnipotent, who is capable of anything, as a filu arasha, was called geya, even a rasha who is so prideful and so so high, so zain vahashpileyu, that you can knock him down, hachnieyu, to humble him and to bring him down to his feet. Only the Abishter can do that. Uh, the Lashon in the past is called Geya, someone who's so high and mighty, Hashpileu, to, to lower him down, Hachnieu, subdue him, Tahadoich Rishoyim Tachtam, and step and, and uh, bring the Rishoyim beneath themselves to knock them down. So only the Abishter has the power to go up against the Klippa and knock them down, even in the moment when they are high and mighty. And this is what the Pasuk is saying, according to Chesedus. See this incredible uh, uh, idea. Something that is uh, this, uh, this amazing thing. I am putting you as an authority, as a boss, as a master over Pari. Even though Pari was then in his high point, in his strength. Even one little servant could not escape its time. He gave Moshe the ability to rule with, a, with an arm strong like Hashem's. Literally on Pari. The, the, the quote is from Chsidis. The word Zreya Kakel is a quote from the Pasuk. The Pasuk is telling us that although the Klippa was Betakfa, although Klippa, the forces of evil, of evil, were in their mightiest moment, nevertheless, Moshe was being given the Kayach to overcome them. And this Kayach is given specifically to Moshe. Because Moshe was the Nasi. Of the generation. I stand between you and the Ebishter to convey to you the word of Hashem. A conduit through which the word of Hashem is, bring, is being drawn down. has the power to reveal to the world the incredible power and ability of the Ebishter to knock down the clippers through uh, uh, through beatings and through suffering. When their meat is moving, by the way, this is a, a fascinating a, 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 a parenthesis. Or brackets. The meat is moving of us that Absum and Yechai Altas Mutil is God's Bishoim. This is what Absum and Yechai holds, unlike the previous Gemara that said that don't start up with the Rishoim in their moment of strength. Absum and Yechai disagrees and says it's okay. You're allowed to go up against the Rishoim. Even if they are in a, their moment of success. Because as we know, it says the Pasuk, we know that, 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 that Rashbi is a Nitzim. 
Kitzutz is a spark of Meshe Rabbeinu, and has the Kayach to subdue the evil and the wicked, wicked people, even when they are in their heyday. So therefore, going back to Meshe Rabbeinu, Meshe has a special Kayach, as the Nasi Hadir, as the Anoichi Eimet Benavayu Benechem, that he could represent the Eivishter. That even though the, the clippers are betakvam, but Moshe could carry the kayach v'yecheles, the ability of Hashem, the power of Hashem, to go up against the clippers, and therefore Moshe goes to Pari. And this is the deeper reason why Moshe himself had to go to Pari, even though Pari didn't understand what he was saying. Aleph, number one, why is Aaron's words not enough? Why is he going to, to Pari if Pari doesn't even understand the language that he's speaking? The answer is now understood. Because what was needed here was to break the klipa of Pari. And there is not given betakvay, even though he was still in its full strength. Number one, why does Moshe have to go? Why, don't we, why is Ari not enough? Because Moshe is the only one who could break the klipa. Moshe is not coming to refine and to transform and to change Pari. Moshe is coming to break Pari. When it says defining the gas, Pari is not Therefore, it's not necessary for Pari to understand the words that he's saying. Pari has to just see that Moshe Rabbeinu exists and that Moshe Rabbeinu is here to go up against the, the, the intensity of the Klippa of Pari, and that breaks Pari. So this is the this is the 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 uh, what Klippa, what Chassidus says about this pasuk that the Einis Aticha the Kim the Farai that Moshe is the is, is the the Shliach of Hashem to be able to have the Kayach to break the Klippa even in the time when Klippa is betakva when Klippa is in its heyday, so to speak, and this is why Moshe goes to Paray, because Moshe is the one and the only one who is able to break Paray. Well, now we're going to go back to our Rashi. Al-Pi anal zeich muvan, das was Rashi zok, das Moshe gemust ibri gevan dibri kaz baruchu, kefish shemaitim ipidavke, why Rashi says that Moshe had to convey the words of the Ebishter exactly as you heard them from my mouth, from the Ebishter. Adel keach to kenen tzabrech and klipis. When says, ayin enoch betok, when this ability to be able to break the klipa, when they're still in their Strongest form. Moshe Rabbeinu has this kayak because he's the he's the messenger, the agent of Hashem. Through which it was revealed the intense power of the Eved there. Moshe was given an arm like Hashem. When the river is the deeper given in an eighth from Atas Adabra Kefisha Shamatimipi, Al Derech Shechina Medaberes Medakinishal Mesha. Therefore, he, Mesha has to say the words of Hashem, similar to the idea that, that when Mesha speaks, it's the Shechina that is speaking from the voice of Mesha. In other words, Mesha is, is not here to speak his own words. Mesha is here to convey the power of the Abishter. And therefore, all he has to do is repeat the words of the Eibishter, because that's his job here. He's the Shliach Hashem. The Mitki Menech Mevarez, I must say, therefore, Atas Adaber, Pam Achas, Kol Shlichus, Shlichus, Kefisha, Shemata Mipi, Hatech Ongeib, and Erst Noch Dem, Vimeisha, Ketan, Vanier, Aswasayim. This will also explain how this whole thing happened. Why does Hashem say to Moshe Atas Adaber, you should speak once? The Shlichus, for every Shlichus that you get from me. 
as you heard them from my mouth. This whole thing is triggered, so to speak, by Moshe saying, Ani But now we can understand how this one thing flows into the next. The, on a deeper level, Moshe's speech impediment is not a natural thing, something that he was born with or something that came to him through an event that happened in his childhood. Moshe can't speak because of his intense bittle to the Ebishter. He is in such a state of submission to the Ebishter that he can't, he can't say anything. Similar to the halachic idea that when something is busy to absorb, it cannot give it's so busy taking it in, it cannot produce. Similarly, with Moshe, it's such a state of bittel, he can't go and and uh, uh, create or produce or give something to someone else. The food is move on. As So therefore, the idea of aralz v'sayim also represents the, the the greatness of Moshe's bittel. Actually, the bittel is more intense. Like we said earlier, it means that he could still teach, he could still give, he could still speak. It's just that it's difficult. That's not a total submission. He's still, Moshe is still speaking. The fact that his mouth is sealed, that he can't speak, shows on a total submission. He's so submitted, so subdued to the Abish there that he doesn't say a word. This total bittle, the fact that Moshe is he's, there's no there's no existence of Moshe that remains. This is the trigger from below and therefore the preparation and the opening to the fact that Nesaticha Lekim Lefare Durch a bitl and a nefer from Bli Shumagish Klau when Moshe has no feeling of existence can the noch zayin al derech v'shchina with various degrees of Moshe there could be something that is similar to the fact that the shchina speaks through Moshe's voice Dvar Avayim Amish literally the words of Hashem was fathered zich to the shvira from Parin which are required which are necessary in order to break Parin and Moshe can do that now because he's in, he's in total bit. Chirikim Mefregin. So now that we understand what happened over here, that when Moshe comes to Paroi, because Paroi's clip is betakva, Moshe has to speak to Paroi in order to break the clip of Paroi, which became possible because Moshe reached a level of bitulagamri, he can't say a word, and once he's in that state, he's ready to become the conduit for the Abishter, the shliach of the Abishter, to break the clip of Paroi. But what, what does that mean? That means that when, when, when Aaron speaks to the Yidin, they don't get to hear from Moshe. Moshe only speaks to Aaron, and Aaron speaks to Paroi. It's not fair. Why is it that when Paroi has to hear from Hashem, Paroi gets to hear it from Moshe directly, and when the Yidin have to hear from Hashem, they hear it through Aaron. Emistake. It's true, as when the Israel Abanit get daft on to them, the Yidin did not need to rely on 
on hearing from Moshe directly. While, whereas the klipa, the breaking of Paroi, where, where klipa was in its strongest form, needed the Kayach of Moshe. Which is which is also makes sense literally. Yidden are natural believers. Therefore, for Yidden it suffices that Aaron should convey to them that which that which Moshe uh, wants to say is They believed. They're, they're, they're natural believers. And therefore, when, when Aaron comes and says, this is what Moshe said, because this is what he was told by the Abishtah, they believe him. But Pari Yabravol doesn't mass speak of him. But for Pari, this wouldn't suffice. Because Pari is not a believer. When the Rebbe Rat Moshe had to come with the strength of the Abishtah, with all of this, with the, with the harshness to speak. So it's true that in, in, in the need, the Yidin didn't need it. And Pari didn't need it. But nevertheless, it's not so smooth. Why should the Yidin miss out? Just because they're on a higher level, why should they miss out the ability to hear from Moshe himself? Their beer in them, and this is the beer. Incredible, incredible beer. When Aaron conveys to the Yidin, the words of Mesha to the Yidin, it's just Bederach Maiver, it is just passing through. The Yidin Nemen Dem Dibur Shal Mesha on Kinshinu Yvirinde Bimalasim, it's at the Mutsu. The Yidin receive the words of Mesha without any change or descent in its quality. In other words, the fact that it's going through Aaron does not diminish its quality whatsoever. Just like Moshe gave the Torah, passed it to Yeshua, Yeshua to the Skenim, etc. The Torah, as it comes to us, is going through various different uh, uh, um, conduits. And nevertheless, it is all considered that even that which a Talmud, a student later on, introduces and innovates in Torah is also given to Moshe Rabbeinu in Sinai. Which means to say that there was no loss. There was no uh, a loss in quality just because it goes through these various different Mimutsoim uh, conduits. And therefore, when Aaron speaks to the Yidin, they're getting the full quality. However, whereas by Pari, had the words of Moshe come to him, reached him, through Aaron, would have to be in a way where it's redressed and changed. Therefore, it would lack the 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 inherent power of Moshe, which is necessary to break the klipa of Pari, and therefore it didn't work. And this also explains the Shini Alashen. Aaron will be your mouth. When, but when Hashem, when, when, when Aaron speaks to the Yidin, it says, Aaron will be your mouth. Will be your prophet or your spokesperson. By Eden is Aaron Piv By Eden, when Aaron speaks, he is literally the mouth of Mesha. Aaron's deeper is given in the Zalba Dargiv, even a special party. Aaron speaking is in the same exact words 
uh, is the same exact level as if it was coming directly from Moshe. Moshe came by Paroi, is Aaron plays given Nivi'acha, but this means Kipirishashi Miturgimonach. Aaron is only a Nivi'acha, which means a translator. And when a, a teaching, when a message is transmitted through a translator, it has to be drawn down and has to be brought down to the level of the recipient, as explained in numerous times, and therefore it's not of the same quality. So this is a very, very powerful idea. That when you have the words of Moshe, then you have Aaron who translates it and transmits it to the Yidin. It's as if Moshe Rabbeinu was saying it himself. And this is, now it's time for the Hidah. Here's the lesson in everybody's individual There's a, a situation that the nefesh the godly soul, finds itself in a golos, in an exile, in the nefesh abamis, in the animal soul. It could be even a time that, the, that there is a moment of success for the nefesh abamis. The clip is an amatze from gasus shmagbia atzmal eikrusos of nefesh alikis. The clipa is in such a state of intensity of grabkeit that it could overpower the light and the holiness of the nefesh alikis. The eight of them is the eight. The, the advice that we give this person is atiha alikim lefari lidid doyse b'makas v'yisurim. I place you into a position of authority to enforce it. Through striking it and through giving it to suffer. There has to be, which the Tanya brings from the Gemara, a person should anger his Yetzer, Tave over his Yetzer. This is the words of Tanya. You should scream at it with a loud voice and with anger to lower it down tell him you are bad etc all of a sudden gets angry and starts screaming at his nefes you're terrible etc etc this breaks the grubkite the intensity of the klipa has explained in tanya let us say, for an individual yid to be able to scream and overpower his nefesh abamis and his yitzhara, he comes from Eshet Abenu. Since Meshach was told that you are the boss over Paray, you are the ones that you are the one who can enforce and, and, and judge Paray through uh, punishments. And therefore, Moshe has this power on the river. And therefore, every year through Moshe Rabbeinu has this power. That every single Jewish soul has within them a spark. The Kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu. So if Moshe Rabbeinu has the ability to be a Likim, to be the boss of Paray, then every Yid has the ability to be boss over his own Paray. As Azaz is by Eden out klal, um by Nasi klal was a Nasi wakel, and certainly in in in, in every generation that follows Moshe Rabbeinu, that 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 the Nasi Hadir has the ability to overpower the 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 the, the evil of that dirt. 
Because he's the Nasi and a Nasi Wakil. The Nasi is connected to every aspect of the dough. Just like Meshad Abenu in his time had the ability to break Pare. Even in a time the Pare was in his heyday. And this same thing happens in every single generation. As their Nasi the Nasi of that dirt, the extension of Moshe in each generation, has the power to break through all of the concealments and all of the uh, uh, the blockages that exist on Kedusha, even when they are in their strongest form. So every Yid can do so in their own personal life, and every Der can do so through the Moshe Rabbeinu of that Der, through the Rebbe of the Der, that, they have, that, they, that there is a Kayach to overcome the Klippa of that generation, even when the Klippa is Betokvei, because that's the Kayach of Moshe Rabbeinu of the Rebbe. And this also is the response to those who claim since we're in the darkness, this double and triple darkness of the final day of the heels of Mashiach, with so much distraction and so much concealment. How could we fulfill the demand of our Rebbes to make disseminate the teachings of and the ability to go, to walk in the ways of Chassidus. Especially in those places where the situation is so low. As is that in Gormenei Ma'akim, that the place becomes a distraction, becomes a, a, uh, a, 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 a opposer to spreading the teachings of Chassidus and the ways of Chassidus. Darf and Vissim, we must know, as is Fashtusah, the Meshach, Bechal Dara Vedara, Eichin Dara Dikus, the Meshachah, that the Meshach exists in every single generation, even in the day of the end of Galus, right before Mashiach's times. Vyadid Abba, Bibal, the Nishamas, when I take in Dara Dara Dikus, the Meshachah, Zayin, and Bechin, this Gilgul, from the Nishamas, from the Ramid, Berkiyadua, on the contrary, since we know, which is brought in Kabbalah, that the 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 Deiris, the, the generation of the last day before Mashiach comes, are the Gilgal, are the reincarnation of the day of the Nishamas of the Deramidbar. It's certain that those things that existed for the day in the Midbar exist today. So, so this is this is um, answering the question. You think it's it, 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 there's a Cheshach that's so dark, it's darker than it ever was. But because of that, you have the Rebbe of the Deir, the Adi Rebbe, you have special Koyches because it's the Deir of Ikvis of the Meshicha, and you're able to break with the Koyach of the Rebbe, you're able to break all of these Klippes. And through bonding oneself, connecting oneself to the Rebbe, there's no reason that we should be affected by these distractions and by these concealments. We have the Kayach from Meshach Rabbeinu to break the clippers. For sure, we have to attempt to go in ways of peace and pleasantness. This was the will of the Friedrich Rebbe. As the Rebbe asked of his father, the Rebbe Nishmaseidim, as I nesiyos as I beches the brachim, that his nesiyos, his leadership should be with kindness and with mercy. 
So therefore, we, we have to try to do what we can with ways of, of peace and pleasantness. But you still must know that when one is connected to the Rebbe, which the Iskashos to the Rebbe is through learning the Rebbe's Tehidah, to observe the Takonis, the, 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 the institutions of the Rebbe, and to follow in his ways. We have no reason to be affected, to be spoiled from any of the Alamis Vestadim, these this darkness and these distractions. And just like in that time, Mesha broke the Klippa of Parai, and led all of the Yidden out of Mitzrayim with an uplifted hand. This is what's going to happen now. Despite the difficulty of Golos, the Mesha of our day is going to take us all out of Golos to the Geula, to the ultimate and true Geula. Be Yadrava with an uplifted hand, Ube Karaiv Mamash, speedily in our days.